Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Call AWOD, 833-804-0910. It is Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, Stub. Happy Valentine's Day. If you had a special loved one out there, do you have any idea what you would get them? What I would get? Ooh, it's tough. Because I, I, I just read an article that the most popular Valentine's Day gift this year has been a Theragun Sense massage gun. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of get it. Yeah, I kind you of know, get I, it. Right? I, yeah. you, if, if you're complaining about good, back pain or neck pain, boom! I spent eighty bucks on a Theragun. There you go. It's a good gift. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of a default one. I tend to try to make it pretty specific. Yeah. You know, to the person. So I, I, I kind of got nothing. <laughs> I guess right now. <laughs> Did you ever get a text back from your ex-girlfriend about her sending you a pizza? Okay, so she looked it up, and apparently it's only in New York, Chicago, and another city. Oh, she was actually committed to sending you the pizza. And I said, okay, you better start driving. <laughs> get, get up to New York. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for my pizza. <laughs> oh, it's good to know that you still get along with your exes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Here on the Richmond Commander, the question of the day is, what do you think of the Commander's off-season hires so far? 833-804-0910. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. There's a good article this morning on Sports Illustrated about the Washington football team. It says, Commanders, path towards relevancy starts with the quarterback decision. The Washington Commanders face a defining offseason, and with the superb cards they have been dealt, they can't afford to mess it up. And look, this is why I've been saying... Stop. This is the most important offseason for this franchise in the past 20 years. We finally moved on from the dark cloud that was the owner, Dan Snyder. There are no more excuses anymore, right? For years, when something went wrong, when the team struggled, it was, well, we'll never win with Dan here in charge. That's not the case anymore. It's about damn time we become a relevant NFL franchise once again. Well, it's already began. It started with Josh Harris hiring a competent GM. Young assistant GM from San Francisco, Adam Peters, comes to Washington. Well, he hired quarter, uh, excuse me, Dan Quinn. The thing is about this Adam Peters hires, Snyder never hired a GM and gave him full power in 25 seasons. So we've finally done that. We've no. separated no. church and state, basically, right? We have the ownership here, which is not going to control everything. He's not going to be doing the totalitarian approach. He's going to let Adam Peters make those decisions. Peters hired Dan Quinn to be a leader of men. He's got a good track record. It's his second stint becoming a head coach after having success in Atlanta, leading them to the Super Bowl. Well, it's time to pair this coach with a young offense coordinator. That's why they went with Cliff Kingsbury, and now you've got to pair him with a rookie QB. Washington holds the number two pick in the upcoming NFL draft and has the most salary cap room in the entire league. These are reasons why things are looking up. Here are the options, you ask. What can the Commanders do this offseason? Well, number one, you can move up to number one and draft Caleb Williams. And I will keep banging that drum. Draft Caleb Williams. Draft Caleb Williams. Look, I get it. There's some red flags. He's a local kid that hasn't worked out in the past the last two times we did that with the late Dwayne Haskins. 
and Chase Young, who moved over to San Francisco. I don't think that should stop you from going to the well again of a local kid in Caleb Williams, who's a Heisman Trophy winner, who I believe is going to be a pro bowler in the first five years of his career. I think he's going to be a star right away. I think of the three quarterbacks that will most likely go in the top five, he's the one that's ready to play right away. You do everything. You move heaven and earth to draft Caleb Williams if I was the GM. That's option number one. Option number two, sit pretty at number two. Draft Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whoever's available, and roll the dice with that guy. Roll the dice with the Heisman Trophy winner and Jaden Daniels that's being compared to Lamar Jackson. He's a superstar athletic freak. Might not have the best um, quarterback accuracy, but he can certainly make plays with his legs. Then there's Drake May, who a lot of people would argue is the most NFL-ready quarterback because he's so big and so strong. Reminds a lot of people of Josh Allen. So those are your options to sit there at number two. Option number three, move back, trade back. Find a way to bring in more draft picks for this season and next season. I, I was just looking at a mock draft by Pro Football Focus. They have the Denver Broncos trading up to number two with the Washington Commanders to trade to take a quarterback. So you move back, you acquire more draft picks, grab an offensive lineman or two, and maybe you draft Michael Penix, Bo Nix, or another quarterback. Option number four, bring in a veteran to help build up Sam Howell. And if you like that option, Kirk Cousins may actually be on the table. Stubb, you have been, I have been. all in on Kirk 2.0. Explain your reasoning for that. Well, I, I don't know if you saw, but uh, recently on the the betting slips, Kirk Cousin to Washington is the most likely option, according to Vegas right Doesn't now. Doesn't mean it's a good choice, but good it choice. is the most likely and, option now. And yes. as much as I'm in on Kirk Cousins, I had I had a realization last night. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about the wrong Vikings quarterback. Bring my boy Joshua Dobbs <laughs> to <laughs> oh the Washington God. Commanders. We buried him. Him. We buried him. I completely forgot about him. We held him. a funeral compl- for him. <laughs> Come on now. All right, here's what Sports <laughs> Illustrated say. They say the second option could be to bring in Kirk Cousins as a mentor. At his price point, he'd undoubtedly start over whatever rookie was drafted in April. A Cousins acquisition, though, means Washington would either take an elite talent, presumably receiver wide, uh, wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., or an offensive tackle or trade down to accumulate more value. Perhaps Washington prefers the value of a Michael Penix or another day two quarterback that you could pair with a Kirk Cousins who would start right away. There are certainly a lot of rumors circulating about Kirk Cousins. I believe he's going to stay in Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota lets him walk out the door. When you saw the impact he made with him playing quarterback, they were scoring a lot of points. Without him, they had a game in which they scored zero. They legit had a game in which they scored zero points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's Dob- hard to do in the NFL. Dobbs had some good games. Yeah, like Especially one or Dobbs two. Yeah. Well, he played three, so. Yeah. And we put him to bed, Stubb. <laughs> it's time to stop talking about Josh Dobbs. It really is. So, here's another reason to be excited for Washington's offseason. They have the most cap space. It's about $83.5 million, And this is a league here that you can build around a young quarterback who's on a rookie deal. So, whether that's Sam Howe, Drake May, Caleb Williams... You know, whatever, Adam Peters has a lot of wiggle room here to make moves this offseason. There are a lot of things to be excited about. It feels to me like 
The commanders have been handed the keys to unlocking the door and walking out of the NFL's basement. We've been the laughing stock of this league forever. We've been handed the keys because I would have fired Ron Rivera. I would have fired Ron Rivera and gone with anyone. And I think anybody would have been better than Ron and anybody would have won a game or two and probably not ended up with the number two overall pick. Right? It would have been a bad play. I would not have traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And if we, if we had done that, we would not have had nearly $90 million in cap space. So Josh Harris kind of made all the right moves this year, being a fly on Absolutely. the wall. Now it's a chance for him to bust through that door and become relevant again in the National Football League. How do you do it? I think the quickest way to relevancy, number one, you build a strong defense. They brought in a defensive-minded coach and Dan Quinn. Number two, you need a quarterback. That's why... I like Washington grabbing one with the number two overall pick. We had David Harrison on the show yesterday. What did he say? About 85% chance Washington drafts a quarterback at number two. Yeah. I would put it towards 95%. I mean, I, I get know. it. There's the option of Kirk Cousins. You know, Baker Mayfield could be an option. Jameis Winston Justin could be an Fields. option. Justin Fields trading for him. Uh, I don't think that this staff wants to swing like that. I think I think the cliff is a big reason we get a, 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 young, a young quarterback. quarterback. I think that's because the, that's his thing is he's been a quarterback whisperer. And if you get a young quarterback that's not in the draft, the only other option I would be interested in is Justin Fields. Maybe Cliff could kind of train him up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's pretty young, so. right? Because he's still pretty young. Yep. Uh, but I just I like the I like the option of drafting a quarterback in the draft, and I really like Caleb Williams. I just I think every year you say the same thing. Right? There's only one team that won the Super Bowl, and it was the team that had Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy was really good. He's not Patrick Mahomes. You need to keep swinging in the draft until you find your version of Patrick Mahomes. It just turns out to be that Caleb Williams is being compared to a young Patrick Mahomes. That's why I think he's your answer. This is this is a sad conversation we're having. You why know, people that? in Kansas City are like, oh, we're going to get a three-peat. We're fighting... For someone to consider us a team. We're fighting to, to win more than four games. <laughs> exactly. We want to That's, improve from last season. We're fighting for relevance. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. wins, just to be a known we, team. We, just, we have to get out of the cellar of the NFC East. Yeah. That's why, look, this is not a one-year turnaround. You have to trust the process, but I do trust that Dan Quinn should be able to get us to more than five and a half wins. You should yeah. be able to make a two-win improvement every single year, especially when you hire a new coach, you have six draft picks in the first 102, and you can draft a quarterback. You should be able to improve. Yes, you and should. And it's not like Sam Howell was amazing this year. I'm, I'm a Sam Howell guy. I think he's going to be an NFL quarterback for a long time. But my goodness, did he have a lot of interceptions. And he really fell off a cliff the final five games of the season. Just was not the same guy. He got nope. beat up too much because Ron didn't value the offensive line. So that's why I've already said this. I'm going to say it again. I want Caleb at number two. I want three offensive linemen. And then I want two more defensive players in the first six picks in the first 102 of this year's upcoming NFL draft. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to A Wide Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, it is a Wizards Wednesday here on Richmond's home for the Washington Wizards. You can rewind on the Odyssey app to hear my segment with Dave Johnson. That was 12:30 today 
on the fan as the Wizards are in New Orleans for their final game before the All-Star festivities that are taking place in Indianapolis, uh, the home of the Indiana Pacers. And look, uh, we've kind of been talking about it uh, at times today. It just feels like there's no juice for the NBA All-Star weekend. It sucks that it came this year, the week after the Super Bowl, in a weird place in Indianapolis where it just feels like the stars aren't going to attend, right? I mean, Stubb, I was in Vegas, and anybody that was an influencer was there, right? And you had yeah. you had musicians, <laughs> yeah, so you had artists, you had celebrities, actors. Carrot Top. Uh, you know, Carrot Top, athletes uh, from all sports, right? Soccer players, basketball players, football players were all in Vegas. I doubt that many people are going to go to Indy for the 2024 NBA All-Star Game. But we'll see. The events will take place Friday, February 16th, Saturday, and Sunday. Here's the schedule as we go around the NBA on the Fast Break with AWOD. Let's go. Let's play some basketball here. We're going on the Fast Break with AWOD. From buzzer-beating shots to the best highlight plays from around the league, every clutch moment. The all-stars of the league. We're out in transition. It's a breakaway. It's good at the buzzer. It's the fast break and AWOD talking all things NBA. All right, so you have the Panini Rising Stars Challenge. That is going to be a ton of fun because Vince Williams, former VCU Ram, will be playing in that game. That's 9 p.m., on TNT, uh, it's it's going to be a, a, a decent uh, Rising Stars challenge. You'll have two semifinal games and then a final on Friday night. But I'll tell you, growing up, I loved the NBA All-Star festivities. Obviously, I was a sucker for the Duncan three-point contest. I loved watching the game on Sunday. But a sneaky underrated part of the All-Star festivities was always the all-star celebrity game this year it's called the ruffles nba all-star celebrity game it's played friday night at 7 p.m all right the problem is is i feel like in the last few years the celebrities quote-unquote celebrities that they get for this all-star game just are not really celebrities anymore they're going with like influencers and stuff i have the list pulled up here stub We'll yeah, do it, a it ding too. and a dong here for people that you recognize, all right? So you're younger than me. You're supposed to be more hip, more entwined with pop culture here. So we'll go through this. AA, annual, the rapper. Nope. Nope. Yeah, me neither. That's uh, going to be part of Shannon Sharp's team. Uh, Kai Kanet, the online streamer. Kai sent. Yeah, Kai Kanet. Sen- I always forget. He's I the one he's- that originated Yacht. I That's think he sucks. Him. Yeah, I, I think he sucks so bad. <laughs> I mean, he just sits in his room on YouTube and celebrities come over. Like, I'm sorry, but if you watch that, you're a loser. Like, uh, I, I, there are Twitch streamers that I like. Really? I do not like him. I don't think there's any Twitch streamers that I like. Uh, Connor Daly, the racing driver. I don't know racing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Walker Hayes, the singer. These are supposed to be celebrities. <laughs> Quincy Isaiah, the actor. So I looked. I looked him up. He's the guy from Winning Time, Winning Team. Oh, the, oh, did he play Magic Johnson? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like him. Yeah. So we'll we'll give him a ding. Uh, Jewel Lloyd is a guard for the Seattle Storm. 
Oh, you're not a big WNBA watcher, huh? <laughs> uh, Micah Parsons. Of course, I know there. Micah Parsons. That's cool. Like, yeah, Micah Parsons. Right? Is cool. They used to have Terrell Owens every year. Like that, more Micah Parsons and less Kai Kinets. My goodness. Uh, Lily Singh, the YouTuber and TV host. Yeah, I know Lily Singh. I don't like her. <laughs> like it's not like a. <laughs> this isn't a poll. All right. Yeah. Singer S I R Sir. Don't, don't know her. Uh, actor Dylan Wong. Looked him up. Didn't recognize him. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Now, hi, Micah Parsons is worth watching, but uh, that's about the only guy on that team, <laughs> right? Yeah, I looked ahead. There's a player on each team that I'm interested you in, like, like one right. each. So let's get to Team Stephen A. Smith that includes Adam Blackstone, music producer and songwriter. I don't Do they just not have a budget? Is that <laughs> what it is? Because I've always said if I got invited, I would, you know, stop everything to compete in yeah, the Yeah, I feel like there are more interesting celebrities that would do it for free. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, in one year, they had Justin Bieber. Like, what is going on? Uh, Natasha Cloud, Phoenix Mercury guard. Uh, the only reason I know her is because she used to be on the Washington Wizards, and I did an interview with her a few years ago. Oh, cool. uh, Jennifer Hudson, singer and actress. Yeah, I know Jennifer Hudson. That's actually pretty cool. There's yeah, no way yeah, she a- can hoop, though, right? <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> um, Tristan Joss, YouTuber and content creator. No. You're supposed to know these content no, creators. I'm not, I'm, hey, no, that's like YouTube creators that are famous are for like 14-year-olds now. Yeah, that's a good it's, point. It's not. not for, I've already aged out of that. AJ McLean, singer and dancer. How about, do you know Meta World Peace? Yeah. Do you kinda. know Meta World Peace's real name? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 you don't know who... So Meta World Peace goes by Meta World Peace. He was involved in the biggest brawl in NBA history oh. when the Pacers <laughs> and the Pistons went into the stands to fight fans because they threw a beer on them. His name is Ron Artest. Does that ring a bell? No. Went on to win a championship he, with the Lakers. I think he was on The Masked Singer. He might And have that's been. why I'm aware of him. Meta World Peace. <laughs> I always think it's funny that that's the name he goes by now when uh, he was involved in the brawl. Uh, Kwame... On Wuchi, the chef? I don't know any chefs. Yep, me neither. Like three of them. Jack Ryan. I know Jack Ryan, the TV show. I don't know Jack Ryan, the entertainment street baller. Nope. CJ Stroud. There we go. That's my boy. That is your. <laughs> I'm happy CJ's here. I think you're going to end up watching because of CJ Stroud. I got. I, I, there's a place in my heart for all the 2023 rookies because uh-huh. I feel like a 2023 rookie myself. Oh, I you like know? that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have John Marco Tambury, who's a high jumper. I hope he can catch some alley oops. <laughs> That'd be fun. Maybe otherwise, he can dunk. what is he doing in this competition? Yeah. So that's going to be going down Friday night. Uh, Saturday is when you get to uh, a little bit more fun, I would say, with the All Star Challenge. You got the Kia Skills Challenge, the three point contest, the slam dunk contest, and this year they're doing a weird bit. Uh, Sabrina Ayahuasca or Ayanaska or whatever she was the great WNBA and college basketball player. She'll do a three-point challenge against Steph Curry. Uh, oh, I did hear about this. Right? Yeah. I I guess they're trying to you know they're trying to take a page out of the NFL and put you know put a woman front and center and see if it'll bring in Swifties. Right? I'd rather see Caitlin Clark do it. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sabrina was the Caitlin Clark uh-huh. of, of college basketball a few years ago, but it's just not. She doesn't have the same cachet that uh, Caitlin Clark's got right now. I mean, are you kidding me? Dunk contest participants, we mentioned this earlier. Jalen Brown with the Celtics. Decent dunker. He can get up there, but it's not like he's, you know, the craziest dunker. I think Jason Tatum would be much better. Jaime Jaquez, who I really like from UCLA. He's got long hair and a mustache. 
I don't think he can really jump that high, Mm. so I'm not really interested in watching him dunk. Mac McClung was fun last year. He's actually from Southern Virginia. I think he's a 7'5'7 kid um, who I've been watching since he was 15 years old on YouTube videos dunking the ball. He was great last year. The problem is he never made it to the NBA, so it's just cheating for a (laughs) G-leaguer to be involved in this. And then you've got uh, the pride of Dayton from the A-10, Obi Toppin. Uh, who will be in this year's competition. Actually, I don't even know if it's Obi Toppin. It might be his brother, Jacob Toppin, who I was not aware was in the NBA. Uh, let me just... Yeah, it is. It's Jacob Toppin. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, well, not even the one the one guy that I know. <laughs> I'll tune in. I'll let you know how it compares to the Pro Bowl. That's a good I, point. You know, How does it compare to the Pro Bowl? Uh, I think you should watch the slam dunk competition because yeah, yeah. that's usually the one that's the most fun. Uh, but it's just not the same. Part of the issue for it is they've, you know, these guys have done all the dunks. We've been doing these competitions for yeah, sixty years. There's only so many ways so you can dunk a ball, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the hoop's still ten feet. You know, you still have to jump up there and get there. So, uh, and then for this for the game, the seventy third NBA All Star Game, eight p.m. They're going back to the East versus West format, but they're, they're doing a wacky bit where I think Draymond Green's going to be on the call. Did you hear about this? Are we having a fight? Are we yeah, have I a know. Fight in the they're doing an alternate <laughs> telecast here. Um, so they're going to have Warriors forward Draymond Green joining NBA host Charles Barkley and guard Jason Tatum, among others. So it's like the Manning cast? I, like I guess. Two different... Yeah, it's going to be viewed on, alt, uh, on True TV and on Max. And Jamal Crawford, Jay Crawford, Mr. Crossover, will serve as the sideline reporter. I like that. I'm in right. on that, but right. yeah, it's just I don't know. I I'm not. I don't have men, big expectations. It's just it's a shame, and I feel like I'm I'm the old guy yelling "Get off my lawn!" But it's it's not the same as when I was a kid. Stub. I used to literally run around my basement with like a t-shirt and boxers on and do all the dunks and three-point shots uh-huh. on a little Nerf hoop. Of I used course. to you know pretend I was in the game. You know now I don't even know if I'll even tune in at all. Uh, it will be held at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. So it's going to be at an NFL stadium for the Colts. That's an interesting choice there. Uh, they don't need that much space, I don't think. No, no. <laughs> but I, I do want to go back to, I did like the marketing. Everyone's like, who's going to go to Indianapolis? Well, they said, well, we're going to bring the basketball to you. They put an entire NBA-sized uh, court inside of the Indy airport, and there's all these <laughs> videos of people shooting hoops. And, and it's great marketing. Like we were talking about marketing with Dunkin' Donuts. But I don't know that that many people are going to go to this All Star game. I think it's going to be a dud. Pro Bowl was filled out. I yeah, don't know if that but means that was in Orlando. Yeah, right? and, That's and a it good was it was a ton of kids. Yeah, and you look at the stadium. So yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe call in if you're going or if you're bringing your kids or or if you're fired up to watch it. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. I just don't have uh, big expectations for this. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Coming up next, we've got the Coward Gates Hokies Update with Bill Roth on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the best high school football play-by-play. And, of course, you had the All-Metro Banquet last week with Gary Hess. He'll join us at 2.15 for a drive down Richmond Highway with the czar and the sports director here at WRNL, Gary Hess. But joining us right now for the Cowan Gates Hokies Update, it's Bill Roth. What's going on, Bill? Hey, man, it's good to talk with you. It's already been an exciting week here for the Hokies. It's going to continue tomorrow night 
And then over the weekend, a big win over Florida State last night in Castle. And tomorrow night, Adam, uh, the Virginia Tech-Duke women's basketball game. Uh, It's the rematch of the last time Tech actually lost in women's hoops. That was at Duke. Uh, Castle is sold out again. That'll be the third sellout in a row for the women's basketball team in Blacksburg. And should be a great game. And then over the weekend, they've got two big games. The men are in Chapel Hill. And the women on Sunday uh, play at Louisville in an ESPN game Sunday at 2. So these are these are two really big games for the women's team and uh, a lot of excitement for both of the clubs, particularly after the way the men played last night. Absolutely. And let's start right there as the Hokies uh, get a much-needed victory over Florida State thanks to the sharpshooting from Hunter Couture and Sean Padula going 14 of 16 from the free throw line. Uh, Bill, I, I said at the top of my show, when the two are combining for 39 points, they can beat any team in the ACC. You know, it's interesting. You made a good point about the free throws. I just checked. Tech is fourth in the nation in free throw percentage. Mm. And that's important because, you know, they're, they've got a win in the margins, which is essentially the case for every ACC team except North Carolina. But I don't know. After their, the way they played at Syracuse, yeah. I guess that was last – yeah, I mean, everybody – you you can't go out and, and, and have a bad shooting night and a bad defensive night and win in our league. I thought two things last night, but you're right. The uh, Couture had a season high, and the Hokies had 11 threes and all of their free throws, essentially. So that was good. But, you know, they got every loose ball. They were quicker to the rebounds. And I think one of the reasons is Mike Young played more people last night. He went to his bench early. More people played in the first half than did at Notre Dame Saturday over in Indiana or last Saturday down in Miami. And in each of those games, you know, the Hokies in the last six, eight minutes of the game kind of ran out of gas. You know, in Miami, they had crazy turnovers and a bunch of missed free throws down the stretch. And the same thing at Notre Dame. They, they didn't have legs. I thought last night, and Florida State, kind of the way it plays, makes you use your depth because Leonard Hamilton, like he always does, plays a bunch of people. And, and it was kind of a choppy, uh, grinded-out type of game. It reminded me of an old Big East game for the Hokies. But when you go to your bench early, and guys aren't playing their 33rd, 34th minute in a row, which I think happened at Notre Dame, they're making free throws, and they're fresher down the stretch. So I, I think that that was the key thing. And, and and one other guy, you know, Lynn Kidd played really well last night. Yeah. Made an impact on the game, did not commit a single foul. And, you know, the Hokies weren't – they weren't great now. Don't get me wrong. They, they, they still have baffling turnovers that make you scratch your head. But the effort was there, and at the end of the day, I think – being quicker to the ball. You, do you remember, you know, Coach Beheim when I was in school at Syracuse, used to talk about this a lot. Most rebounds occur below the shoulders. <laughs> you know, uh, people think rebounding, you got to be 6'9 and go up and get it. Being quick to the ball is huge. And I thought last night against FSU, the Hokies were just, they were quicker to the ball. If there was a loose ball, they went and got it. And Florida State is a hard team to out-rebound. And, 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 and Leonard has always had teams that get second chances. And Man, they live by tip-ins and having big dudes. And you got to keep them off the boards because in the first game down in Tallahassee, which the Knowles won by three, they had 11 offensive rebounds. And that's just way too many. And last night, Tech didn't allow that to happen. And the results were a, a home win 
for Mike Young's team. Yeah, no, it's huge to out-rebound Florida State 35-23. to Offensive rebounds 13-16. to uh, I did want to give a shout-out to Tyler Nickel. He was 6 of 9, had 15 points. But this is a Hokies team here that lives and dies by the three-point line. They hit 47.8% last night. They're going to win most games when they shoot like that. But I do think, I think if you're going to make threes down the stretch in, in minutes so basketball games, 40 minutes. and I get, You'd have to look at the analytics to see the sweet spot in that. But in, in minutes 34 to 40, so the last six minutes of the game, for a guy like Padula, who, who's guarding, you know, our league has really good point guards. He spends so much energy on defense that it, it, if his, if the 34th minute of the game is the 33rd minute that Padula has played, I don't think his shooting percentage is very good. But when it's maybe the 26th minute that he's played, I think he makes those shots. And he clearly makes his free throws, which is what happened last night. You know, he's not Malcolm Delaney where every time he gets the ball at the elbow, he can get to the free throw line because he's going to draw a foul. Malcolm was great at that. But Padula's quick enough to to make other people, uh, you know, really work to defend him. And he's quick enough to draw help and get to the free throw line. And that's huge in the last five, six minutes of a game. You know, national pundits you know, may be saying the ACC is down this year, but there are enough teams that are good in the ACC that the Hokies have a huge opportunity with UNC and UVA as their next two games. You know, I think it, the ACC, in a way, is a victim of its own success. Is it down? Well, yes, it's down compared to where it used to be, right? Ten years ago, in 2014, you know, we're talking about, like, Duke, Carolina, UVA, Maryland at that point, all in the top ten. So, yes, I don't don't think the ACC has four teams that could win the national championship. You know, that year, if you recall, right, Notre Dame, UVA, Duke, three different teams, one won the regular season championship, one won the ACC tournament, and a third won the national championship. And and none of it was a surprise. I, I don't think the ACC has three teams that you can expect to win a national championship this year. Candidly, Carolina is probably the only one that you, you anyone else would be a surprise at this point. So compared to that, yeah, it's down. But it's a really good league, and and we talked about this before. When 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 Kansas loses on the road at West Virginia, remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Kansas loses at West Virginia, and everybody talks about well, Morgantown is a tough place to play. And they give the Jayhawks a break. Okay? When when Duke and North Carolina both lose at Georgia Tech, it's just a bad loss. You know? And it's like, you know, maybe Georgia Tech and a first-year coach have some pretty good players. You know, I, Georgia Tech's also a tough place to play because they got a, a new coach. Their kids play really hard. And I don't think that the ACC and the Big 12 are being graded with the same Yardstick, you know, if Kansas loses at West Virginia, and North Carolina loses at Georgia Tech, why is one not a bad loss and the other is? So, I think by the end of the day, if you go back and look at the NCAA tournament the last few years, the ACC has done just fine, put teams into the Elite Eight, the Final Four, winning games. This year, we may not have a number one seed again, and and, and that's that's disheartening a little bit, um, but. I think by the end of the day, we'll have more than four teams in the tournament. You know, I read Lenardi again today, and he only has four ACC teams in. 
let's see a, a month from now or six weeks from now how many teams are in the tournament. Well, I think you're going to get a, a one seed on the women's side, and the Lady Hokies have won seven straight, and they've got a tough test. You mentioned it against Duke tomorrow, 8 p.m. on the ACC Network. Kara Lawson's Blue Devil squad held the Hokies just 46 points last time they faced off against them. Yeah, worst game of the year, but you know that happened in 23 as well. The Hokies lost the game at Duke and then ran the table, didn't lose again, regular season or ACC tournament, and then they didn't lose till they got all the way to the Final Four to the LSU game. I I don't know. This this is a really interesting week. Like even if you don't follow women's basketball, it's it's you know N- NC State by all sense by every metric is the top team. They're a number one seed in the tournament bracket already. Well, the Hokies have beaten them twice, right? And they beat them twice last year. But here's why this week is huge. The Hokies have they have a Duke at home and then Louisville on the road on the women's side. If they if they somehow win both. They're going to have a two. They're going to have two games at hand on everybody else in the league, and they could win the regular season championship again. Yeah. And but Louisville's really good. Louisville stubbed its toe at Syracuse, and um, now they're going to play the Hokies at the Yum Center. So that that is Sunday at two. But tomorrow night should be a lot of fun. Castle, Virginia Tech basketball for women's basketball right now is amazing atmosphere. It's one of the best in the country. Everyone who's ever seen a game at Castle knows what it's like when, when the joint is full. And I think Tech's athletics department has done a really good job creating a great environment. And the students have bought in, and the and the, and the local community in Blacksburg has bought into the team. And it'll be a lot of fun tomorrow night. How about uh, Hokies celebrating the Super Bowl? Tamari Connor. Good to see that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Michael Phillips and I were in Vegas, and uh, we sat down with Jamari at uh, opening ceremony for about five minutes. We're, we're proud of him, and I know he's excited about. I haven't talked with him, but you got to be excited about the ring he's about to get. And 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 they're not done, you know. That they've got a, <laughs> they've got an, in essence a young team. So hopefully he's he's in a great spot with a great coach, and I'm, I'm we're all proud of him and. Uh, you know, another former Hokie, Brandon Flowers, he's a Chiefs guy. Every time I see Brandon, he, he's, I see him when I'm down at my place in Florida. He lives he lives in South Florida. And he's either wearing – sometimes it's both. He's wearing a Chiefs, a Chiefs pullover <laughs> and a Virginia Tech cap or vice versa. <laughs> and so he's probably the happiest guy around as well. Bill, always appreciate it. Thanks so much. See you, man. Have a good week. Yep, that was the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, wishing all the members of the AWOD Army happy Valentine's Day here on Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. And I just found out that Stubb wants to be on The Bachelor. Lifelong dream. It's a lifelong, lifelong dream, dream of yours to be on The Bachelor. We've got to run with that bit and do a Richmond version of The Bachelor. Right, the fan bachelor. We'll come up with our, a new name here. So if you, uh, if you're a listener and you have, a, you have a, a lady friend, what what age group would you say? You I, want? I, I think I think 21 to 29 is acceptable for me. Okay. As a 23 year old, that, yeah. that's that would be my my range of. I like that. I like cool that with. bit. 20, 21 to 29, yeah. and you're a 23 year old working man. Working man. Gotta Tell, say I'm that. Six two. Yeah. Tell yeah. him I'm six two. That's a good point. You're six two. <laughs> Um, you've got uh, 
I a got beard. Blue, I got blue eyes. You have glasses. Are you willing to do contacts for the bit here? No, I don't wear contacts. Really? No. What, do they, do, what about uh, LASIK the, the, surgery? The ladies love these glasses. Uh, they, come on, yes, no. they do. Yes, they do. I've I've yes, met a, do. I've met a few girls that say they'll never date a four eyes. Never met someone <laughs> like that. No, these these are these glasses are in. All right. Well, here's a list of Richmond's top romantic restaurants here in Richmond. If you're like me. You got a girlfriend. You're the girlfriend, 2024. But I still haven't made Valentine's Day. Uh, I haven't had. I have no plans yet. I. I, I this I, is bad. I told this my girl. I said, "Come you. over." I said, "I've got some tricks up my sleeve." That's what I told her. I, right? Spider John called after the show. I know he and had he, a good plan. He said, "Go on a romantic walk that leads to Carytown and take her to Can Can." I had to say, "Spider John, I just spent a week in Vegas. I can't afford Can Can." <laughs> take her on a romantic walk to a different restaurant. Yeah, that, that's what that's I plan to do. You. We're gonna do a, a Scots walk. Scots walk. <laughs> the, the terrible <laughs> sidewalks of Scots edition where I fall down and uh, break break open my rest. All right, let's get to the top romantic restaurants in Richmond here on an impromptu dude food. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! I'm going to eat this off a flip-flop. <laughs> Who loves food? Dude food. So I've heard of this place but have not been there. Italian restaurant Lost Letter. Ooh, it's Italian? Yeah. Italian is such a good romantic restaurant every time. You can't miss. The problem with Italian is it fills you up. I mean, it just fills your entire belly up. I guess. With pasta, it's it's kind of a lot. I'm fine me. with that. All right. Uh, number two, Le Mar. Uh, Le Mar. I've heard of that place, but never been there. Uh, Echelon Urban Wine Bar. Wine bars are always a good idea. Of course. There's a, there's a wine and cheese bar. In uh, in the Devil's Triangle. Really? Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I've been meaning to because it's okay. Yeah, you should hit it up. Uh, Perry Steakhouse and Grill says if you want to impress your date, snag a spot at the newly opened Perry Steakhouse and Grill in Short Pump. Perry's famous seven finger pork chop is butchered in house, seasoned, cured, and roasted on rotisserie style pecan wood. Ooh. I like that. Okay. Um, the heated patio at Jardine. I've heard about Jardine. Is that Look this up for me, Stub. Is Jardine the new spot where um, Baja used to be? I gotta check that out because that was my our favorite spot in. Uh, I don't in know. I don't know Baja. What's the address for that? Is it like three thousand uh, Carey uh, Street? Fifteen twenty West Main Street. Yeah, I think that's the spot. Um, twenty one Spoons is supposed to be the most intimate spot. Intimate. Yeah, tucked away in an unassuming strip mall in Midlothian. Oh, Midlow. Oh, yeah, I know Midlow. For all those lovers out in Midlow. There you go. <laughs> uh, Southern Spot Lily Pearl. Someone's to- to- told me about Lily Pearl before. It's Chef Mike Lindsay's flagship restaurant. I am unsurprised that I have heard and been to none of these. Yeah. I bet well, they're just, all pricey. Yeah, you can't afford it. Uh, Chinese Cocktail House and Dim Sun. I've heard of that one, too. I feel, a lot a, of these places I've heard of but I, never been I to. I think I've door-dashed. Le uh, Opossum, that's that really fancy place in Oregon Hill. That I would, when I was a student, we'd walk by it, but never ever went of inside. Yeah. I've never been inside, but it sounds like a good one. Here's the most romantic cheap date: Bamboo Cafe. I've been okay. to Bamboo Cafe. But that seems a little too cheap for, Maybe, for, for well, Valentine's <laughs> Day. But I guess apparently you can get a, a really good filet mignon steak there, sure, with sautéed mushrooms and mashed potatoes for just twenty eight dollars. So. 
those are some some options right there for people. I'm going to probably stay in Scott's. Like, Pinkies is a really good option for me. I like Taza Kitchen. You've never been to any of these like places, have you? No, I like a Taza. Not oh, the you... Scott's Taza, but I've yeah. been to a, t- a Taza. Okay. Um, but what did you want to bring up on Dude Food today? You had a good story. Yes, there, there's right now going on, uh, and I think submissions are open for the next month, a million-dollar contest. Million dollars? Million-dollar contest where you cr- can create your own eight-topping Burger King burger, and they're going to select three winners, put them on the menu, and give you a million bucks. No way. Way. Wow. All right, that's awesome. We have to we have to create our own. So look, burger. the Flame Grilled Whopper currently offers more than 200,000 possible customized competi- combinations. But if you've ever wanted to top the flavorful burger with savor sensations or sweet and sour showstoppers, then your moment to shine has officially arrived with the million dollar Whopper contest. I'll be honest with you, it's a great marketing idea. I love it. No, it's a really so good idea. You go to bk.com slash mdw or the BK app, no purchase necessary, and you submit your Whopper creation. And so it can include up to eight different toppings. You will receive an AI-generated image and an original jingle. So here's what we want to do, members of the AWOD Army. 833-804-0910. We'll take your phone calls and your tweets throughout the rest of the show. Final segment of the day today, we will submit our million-dollar Whopper contest that we've come together as yeah, yeah. a show to, com- to come up with here. The AWOD Army Burger. Yeah. Just off the top of my head right now, I'll tell you, all right, we're going to do burger with bacon, probably uh, a cheddar cheese or a pepper We're jack cheese, cheese, I would say, We're a fancier a cheese. cheese, probably bacon, maybe even like uh, pork or like Ooh. roast beef or, or ba- another type of bacon on top of there. Uh, I would say probably mushrooms and onions are good with me. Jalapenos yep. maybe to spice it up. Ooh, always right? love a jalapeno or, on a burger. Or poblano peppers or something think, like that. I think the thing is we, we really need to think out of the box if yeah. we're going to win this thing. You're right. You know, that you, you listed a lot of things, and that's that are, a burger that, that you can just get. Yeah. So what's your out-of-the-box th- thinking uh, right now? Like a slice of pizza? What are you thinking? Ooh, that's French so, fries? Like that is, is, uh, I, I, got, I, I got to really stew on it. Yeah. I got to really stew on it because nothing is, is jumping out at me at the moment. Let's look through the Burger King menu. Maybe something they already offer, right? Like they're known for those little tiny onion rings. Ooh, like, Maybe we like, throw those the, on the chicken top. Chicken fries? Chicken fries. Whoa, yeah, now we're the, talking. Put the own Burger King chicken fries yeah. on. On the burger. Yeah. Yeah. Phone lines are open. (laughs) 833-804-0910. I'm working up an appetite right now. Here on Dude Food. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.